What's going on, everybody? Joshua Cook, Bite Media here, back with the Coach's Corner 2022 edition. Had some technical difficulties last week, you know, internet not working, all that fun stuff. But we got it fixed for this week. We're joined every week by Rick LeFavors, the head coach of the Ridgepoint Panthers, Brian Randall, the head coach of those Randall Lions, myself, and Dennis Silva II. We are entering week two of the Texas High School football season. Well, coaches, uh, off and running last week, we'll start with you, Coach LeFavors. Uh, y'all made the trip over to Austin last week to take on Westlake. What did you uh, What did you learn about your football team as y'all went in there very tight at the half, uh, very close at the half, and, and then finishing it out? Uh, just that, you know, we I think it uh, we walked away knowing that we can play with anybody, and um, we just got to clean up, you know, a lot of self-inflicting mistakes. Uh, we were in the red zone three times and then didn't get any points and, and such and um, gave them a short field. Uh, you know, I think for their six touchdowns, their average start field position was a 38-yard line. So uh, we, we didn't make it easy on them. And that not, that's not to take anything away from their, their – they are, uh, as advertised, extremely, extremely uh, talented ball club. But uh, it was fun, great atmosphere, and uh, hopefully we can see them down the road again. And for you, Coach Randall, uh, you know, welcome to varsity football last week, and everyone got to see the Randall Lions, and especially uh, Leo Garza. My goodness, was it like Madden NFL over there or something? What, what eight touchdowns, like four hundred thirty yards passing? He he went off. Yeah, no, nah, he 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 performed well. He he really needed that. We needed that. I mean, coming off of ACL, you know, coming off of ACL injury, and it's been it's been rough over here. Just to be honest with you, it's been pretty rough. So we just kind of. We really needed that. We really needed that win, and for them to perform like they did, he he missed a few. He missed a few early. I don't know, like if he if he connects on all of them, then he probably honestly probably throws twelve touchdown passes. To be completely honest, because I mean he just just a little bit he's leading them a little bit too much. But again, just all the nervous energy, like a lot of nervous energy. First varsity football game, those poor kids. We 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 grind on them like day in and day out. And that's the thing. The best part of it is that you finally get to play somebody different, you know, cause we've been just beating on each other, beating on each other. And then we were supposed to scrimmage Texas city that got rained out. So then we were scrambling, trying to find the game and we got, we got lucky and got to play Dulles. So we got to go out there and hit them a little bit. Then the weather came. So we, it was a lot of question marks and our special teams is a lot of work. But I think everybody's special teams at this time of the year struggles. Coach Randall, you're talking about Leo. He's your junior quarterback. You mentioned the torn ACL, and I think he also had a torn meniscus in that left leg. That was his first full contact game back. What did you did you expect that he could put on a performance like that, or that he was capable of that in his first game back from an injury like that? Yeah, Leo's got a lot of heart, man. Like that kid is all heart, and he's a competitor. Like he, he, he's a boxer. He plays baseball. He plays mm-hmm. all the sports. And he's one of those – he's really – he's a true leader, like, to his core. Like, that's just kind of who he is. And he makes me nervous because, you know, I'm old, and we're used to seeing a kid with ACL, you got to wear a brace, right? So he'd be out there some days and, like, Leo, where's your brace? He says, I'm, I'm not supposed to wear a brace. And to me, Rick, you might be able to help me out with that. I just oh, – when did they stop wearing braces on the kids <laughs> after ACL, man? So, and our issue is depth, too. So we just – you hold your breath. You hold your breath. We took him out of the game, put the backup quarterback in. He tears his meniscus. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it's 
it's like I said, it's it's been a struggle, man. But he's Leo's a tough kid, very very tough kid. And Coastal Favors, just the moment you guys had going against a three-time defending state champ like Westlake, I know the talk going in was, you know, the opportunity. But when you get to the environment, what was that like? And how did you see your players respond to that type of atmosphere? Well, you know, I don't think you ever know till you till you're in it. You know, I think you right. as a coach, you 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 have ideas and visions and things but I, I was extremely proud we to be honest we we didn't flinch our kids were um very excited our motto was line it up and uh uh you know kind of put the ball down line it up and from the get-go i felt like we we got after them and you know i don't i don't know the history of westlake but i don't know if they've been behind you know yeah. very very many times in the last three or four years they did not take the lead until a minute 37 left in the first half. So, um, you know, I was proud of our, and that's with some mistakes and, you know, on both sides of the ball, but uh, you know, the third quarter in a matter of five minutes just, you know, was a disaster for us uh, with a lot of just things compounding on each other that just kind of uh, snowballed and, and obviously against a team like Westlake got out of hand and we just, you know, couldn't, couldn't overcome it. Now y'all got Dickinson this week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, not, not, another, <laughs> another juggernaut. So. Yeah, I don't know what idiot scheduled that. Yeah, but, uh, so why are you why are you scheduling those games, coach? What are we, what are we doing? one, we've been playing Coach Nelson and, and Dixon for for many years now, and and uh, they're just you know I respect him and his staff, and they do such a great job, and and it helps us get prepared for our district and, and season. But uh, um, the, the Westlake was a new one, but yeah, Dickinson Dickinson's always just extremely physical and, and tough. So we've got another, another tough one. Coach, I know with uh, the favors, I know with Burt graduating, he was a stud for you guys, a star, that quarterback's position. How is that working itself out as, as far as trying to find that next signal caller for you guys? Well, I mean, it, that was tough, but you know, we really have, um, you know, there's six quarterbacks on varsity right now. I've never had that in my life. And, um, it kind of boiled down to four, uh, uh, quarterbacks, one, uh, two seniors, uh, 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 a sophomore and a junior and, uh, uh, junior Samson Wheeler, you know, ended up, uh, being named the starter heading into Westlake and did a phenomenal job. And then was unfortunately, uh, knocked out of the game in the third quarter by, a, a targeting, uh, 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 hit. And so, uh, we finished the game with the other the other three um, quarterbacks, uh, the two seniors and and a sophomore, and just kind of rotated them. So uh, we'll, we're back in the competition, you know, mode and and seeing which one. Uh, but they're all capable. I mean, all of them are, are really starting quarterback quality kids that would start at numerous uh, schools. It's a good problem to have, but it's tough, you know, because it's you know the old saying is when you have more than one quarterback, you have none. So, um, you know, we do want to settle on one and and uh, and such. But we've got this week to to work through that. Coach Rondo, you guys got to have Port Novaco Calhoun, uh, this yes, week, which is another storied program. Coming off the win with Pasadena Memorial, I think, what are you looking forward to as far as sustaining some of that momentum? And it's going to be a little a bit of a tougher challenge this week for you guys. Right. No, it's definitely going to be a tougher challenge. Uh, Honestly, just we just have to build on it. You have to build on it, and as as we go, our schedule will get a little tougher and tougher as as we 
as we progress. But our defensive line is going to have to play. They're going to have to play assignment football this week. Our linebackers are going to have to fit. And then the safeties are going to have to run the alley. So, I mean, with that wishbone, a lot of midline, and they are physical. They are a physical bunch of kids. So, again, that's kind of – I think it's going to help us in the long run just as long as we get out of there healthy because they like to throw down on here. They cut. <laughs> a lot of cut. I, I got nightmares uh, from my Lamar Con days when, I, when we were in the district with them. Just, they're tough, man. They're different, 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 different. But Will, Coach Whitaker does a great job. Yeah. No, he, he really does. He's a good guy. I've had the opportunity to speak with him and kind of become friends with him over the past couple weeks or whatnot, and he's just – like you said, he's they're not gonna pass the ball. I think I've seen him throw the ball twice. <laughs> he's got to load the box. But if Leo can go out there and perform like he did the other night, and if, if we can get up early, then I mean that wishbone's not built for that, you know. So right. we just have to we got to make them chase us, right. you know. And then hopefully, if our D line can sustain and our linebackers fit and play assignment football, we should we should be okay. In theory, everything's in theory, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask each of y'all um, just kind of general question over your coaching career to this point. Like, how do you feel you're a different coach now compared to five, 10 years ago? And uh, Coach LaFayre, I'll, I'll just start with you as far as do you feel like you're in a lot of ways the same coach or do you feel you've, you're different in a lot of more ways? Uh, I'm, <laughs> this is probably going to sound funny if my kids hear this. I'm, pr I'm probably more calm. Uh, uh now but um i you know i guess more wisdom you know just time in the saddle i mean just there's nothing that can replace experience and situations that you've been in and and even to this day there's there's something new you know that'll pop up and um you know on each i think uh brian would agree each year in each class and teams has a different chemistry and mix so that, that has its own set of issues, both good and bad. And so, um, but I, you know, I guess overall maybe a little more even keel at times, uh, a little wiser. So. Mm. I, I'd have to second that. Yeah. <laughs> I, starting out, I'm just very fiery, very passionate. And I mean, I wouldn't hesitate to rip a coach on the sideline, rip a coach in front of everybody. Uh, I've learned that that's not necessary, you know, like it's not as necessary as now they'll still get, they'll still get it when it, when it's deserved, but it's not near like it used to be because you lose, you lose good people like that. And uh, I, I played my college ball at Texas A&M Kingsville and everything we learned down there was you face everything head on. Like everything was just tough. Like we fight, like whatever you're going to face, every challenge, like this direct, and that's just how we learned. I graduated from Lamarck, same situation. So, like in your mind, you feel like that's the way to be all the time, and that's not. It's not always right. Like you can you can de-escalate situations instead of adding to the fire or whatnot. So just kind of like I'm gonna piggyback on what Rick said, and just it's a lot more wisdom, way calmer, you know, and just just learn how to how to talk to people a little better, you know, like, <laughs> like to the adults. I always love on the kids, man. I'm a, I'm I'm pro kids, so I'm always gonna love on the kids. We're gonna have fun with the kids, but sometimes we Rick could tell you those coaches, coach something else sometimes, man. <laughs> they get under your skin. <laughs> uh, I'll ask you guys this too, and start with you, Coach Randall. As far as a student athlete today compared to when you were coaching those student athletes five to ten years ago, what's the biggest hurdle for them? What's the biggest challenge these days when you're a student athlete at the, playing high school football? 
to be honest, the whole look at me, 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 and we we preach in our program, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of a few. And a lot of times you'll see a kid that'll go be work out with a trainer one time, post it on Twitter and think that that's, you know, that they really did something and they deserve this and they deserve that. I honestly don't think that the kids have changed. I think parenting has changed. I think that the parents and how we we raise our kids to kind of, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I have a son and, and it's almost like they're entitled to things yeah. as opposed to making them earn it like it was when we were in school. Right. You know, this society has, has kind of, it's made us a little weaker. I'm just going to be real. Like it's made us a little weaker, but but the kids are still kids. It's just how, how we we need to approach it. So, And Coach Favors. I would, you know, echo similar thoughts. Uh, I think teenagers are still teenagers. They still, um, you know, do do dumb teenager stuff, you know, like, like we did. I'm sure, Brian, you know, I can know that I did as well. I think the biggest difference is just we didn't have the distractions or the spotlight or magnifying glass on us like they do now. You know, I, I, I did a lot of dumb stuff that I just didn't get caught, you know, because there wasn't. Yeah cell phones or internet and things like that. And so, um, so there might be some innocence in that, but I just think, I just think there's so many more distractions, pressures. I do think the, the flip side of that exposure and social media is I think there's such a pressure now um, to be the, you know, me, me, me. And if I don't, if I don't, if I don't get it now, you feel behind, you know, if I don't have that scholarship offer by the time I uh, graduate third grade, you know, heading into fourth grade, uh, that, you know, my chances of going to the NFL are over and just, it just, right. and kids think like that. I think parents think like that. It just, it feeds the monster and, and, uh, it's just a dangerous road to travel down. I, I think that pressure, I never felt that as a kid. I, I can't speak for Brian, but like, we just, you just play ball. You tried to, you know, work out, be the best you can. And, and hopefully you got something out of it, you know, but now there's just a, such a pressure to, you got to make the right moves and go to this trainer or play for this team. Or if I don't, if I don't have this many visits by this time or offers or whatever it is, you know, then I'm, I'm garbage. You know, they don't, they don't, they feel like it's, it's do or die, you know, right. and, and they don't understand that everybody's got a different journey. And, and that's the one thing that I've tried to preach to our kids is don't compare. I think, just in society period, everybody tries to keep up with the Joneses and compare and just right. sometimes you rob your, your, or not sometimes you end up robbing your own joy, you know, of your own journey. So. Definitely. Amen. <laughs> Coach LaFavors with the sermon this morning, everybody. Strong Right on point though, boy, right on point. You, you mentioned uh, coach the college level and I know college football started this past weekend with, with some games that will get really revved up this next weekend. And for both of y'all, what's it like when you get to turn on that TV on Saturdays and, and you get to see some of your former players strapping it up for uh, their pr respective colleges. Do you, do you try to keep up with all of them or if, when they're on TV, try to watch them a little bit here and there, how do y'all kind of approach that? I'll let Rick go first. You go first. Um, well, I'm excited. This Thursday, we have um, Bert Emanuel for Central Michigan. It's going to be playing Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State has two of our players, uh, uh, JP John Paul Richardson and and um, Calvin Harvey, offensive tackle. So that'll be fun uh, to to watch. And then, 
you know, my own son is is playing uh, this weekend as well. And um, you got kids all over at different levels and age groups and you try to keep up with them. It's hard. You know, it's easy when it's on TV, you know, uh, like uh, Oklahoma state or something, but we got lots of kids that are at different levels and um, you try to follow that particular school on, on Twitter or, you know, keep in t- contact with them on, on uh, text messages as well. So it's fun. No, it's, it's definitely fun. I know there was a time when we were at Ailey Taylor that you, you turn the TV on on, on a Saturday and you're going to see 10 of our kids playing football, you know, like honestly playing, playing division one football, probably a little more than that. So that, that's always fun. And you'd have the group text and they, Hey, did you see this? Now nah, I missed it. And kind of coaches keep up with them. You know, you keep up with them and it's just an exciting time for them, for their family and for us. And now we're getting to see a lot of our boys made it to the NFL. So we had five, five, six of the guys that are in the NFL. So you turn on the game on Sunday and you, you get to watch Oboe or you get to see Joshua Kalu or I know Duke Duke tore his uh, Achilles, I guess, last year when he was with the Texans. So you just you, you keep an eye on the guys and you just pray and, and, and pull for them. Like Benjamin Franklin, he's he's he was one of those kids. Like normally we used to have big signing classes, right? But we had that, that one year we only had two kids go and they're – junior college kids, uh, Lewis Hamilton and Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin ended up going to Tarleton, and now he's he plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, so he's one of those kids that kind of flew under the radar. He wasn't like a Tarotney Prevo or an Oboe with the big names and all the offers and stuff. So, But ultimately, that just lets you know that the, the NFL is going to find you. And I'm sure Rick's told kids that too all the time. Like, hey, if you're good, they're going to find you. doesn't matter where you're at. They're going to – they will find you. That's their job to find you. I tell you what's funny is your allegiance, you know, to as a normal fan. Uh, yes. You know, you you might be a Texan fan, but if you got a kid playing for, you know, uh, the Titans or or Steelers or anybody, I mean, you you pull for that team. You know, same way with college. You know, I'm a right. TCU Horn Frog, but if if I got someone playing for another team, I'm I'm pulling for them too. So, you you quickly learn to wear different hats on Saturday and Sunday. Coastal Favors, your son, tell me a little bit about, about following his career and what's that like when you actually have a child playing college football? Like, how is that different than just obviously rooting for another player? Uh, you know, more conversations. I mean, just uh, that 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 father-son connection, I guess, um, investment. Um, you know, I don't get to see it all the time. That's the tough part. Um, but uh, – and we don't have an open week till the very last week of the season. So, um <laughs> I'll have to time it up, you know, only play on a Thursday or something like that. But, um, but no, it's fun. It's rewarding. And, and uh, it's, you know, I think as, as a father's just watch your son grow and mature and do what he loves to do. So. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun to see those guys, especially for us. We see, we watch them in high school and we cover them, we cover them. Then we see them on Saturdays playing big ball and it, it's fun. And um, so are you, so on Thursday, coach, are you, are you wearing an Oklahoma state hat and a central Michigan shirt? Or are we going central Michigan hat and Oklahoma state shirt? What's the combo? Well, unfortunately I'm going to be knee deep in, in sub varsity games uh, that <laughs> night, but uh, I'll get home and watch it. And, and, uh, I'll be pulling for both of them. Luckily, both of them are, are playing on off. All three of them are on offense, so I, I can I can pull for a lot of points to be scored. Very true. All right, well, coaches, we'll let you get back to work. I know it's a 
busy week. We appreciate your time. We'll be back every single week here with Coach LeFavors and Coach Randall on the Coach's Corner with Byte. That's Dennis Silva. I'm Joshua Cook with Byte Media. Uh, best of luck this week, coaches. And uh, shameless plug, Coach LeFavors, Ridgepoint Panthers will be on KPRC2 Plus this Friday night, taking on the Dickinson Gators. And I'll, so I'll have the call of that game. So uh, Coach LeFavors is about to get an email about his 2D here in about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're about to figure out who's the starting quarterback here. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> All, right, All right, coaches. Best of luck this week. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you. Yes, we'll sir. Be safe. Thank you, guys. Good luck, Rick. You too, bro.